Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Life, Love, Marriage, Divorce, the podcast. I'm your host, Monique Davis-Dotson. I hope you enjoyed last week's interview with Letitia Hill and how she was able to overcome being incarcerated. Here is part two of the interview. You know, I, 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 if you got to go to prison, go the way that I did because I got to pick the day that I went, right? And they sent me to a place that they called the farm. Okay. And, you know, they would tell stories about how women would go there and it was the perfect getaway that they needed from their lives to be able to do the work, lose some weight, you know, get their minds straight and don't look at it like prison. It's going to be a great experience for you. Mm -hmm. And they actually, they sold this to me like that. They, they had, they had an orientation class that they wanted me to go to, to prepare myself for prison. I tell you, it's the craziest thing. So after I respectfully declined their offer for this forced vacation that they were making me to go on, they said, you got to go anyways. I went in having had the opportunity to make some foundational stones in place for when I came home, right? I didn't, when I went in, I didn't go in thinking, how am I going to get through? I went in thinking, what am I going to do? And what am I going to need when I get home? So I was blessed to be able to keep a roof over my head. I was blessed to be able to walk in with an outline and materials and having my a list of things that I needed my family to send me while I was there so that I could educate myself and make use of that time while I was there. Um, you also said prison is a state of mind in, in your heart. And because I am a child of a king, Amen. I know that in the end I win. I know it. Yeah, I just got to keep getting up in the morning, right? right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that getting up in the morning part is hard. Yeah. Sometimes just standing seems impossible, right? But you've got to find this courage. You've got to find the strength to just stand on his word. Yeah. But you can't stand if you don't know. I knew I had that in me, right? It says you train a child up in the way that they should go. My big mama was wrecking 75 years at the same church, right? Her, her celebration for that event was the day after the sheriffs knocked on our door. And the guy got mad at me because when he was taking my car, he's like, the other guy shows up and it was good cop, bad cop. And he says, well, can we come in? Can we just speak to you for a little while? Uh, absolutely not. Because mm-hmm. remind you, my name wasn't on any of the initial documentation. They didn't even know I existed, right? I wasn't part of that business. Right. So, so when I told him, no, you're not welcome to come in. No, I'm not interested in having any conversations with you. Have I fulfilled my requirements And if so, get off my porch because I can't stop you from taking my car. I can't stop you from ceasing and desisting all activities at my husband's office. But if I have complied with everything within your order, I can put you off of my property. And this property right now belongs to me. And I got a hair appointment to be at because my big mama is getting an award tomorrow. And I swear that is what put me on the paperwork when I put that man off of my porch. Because he says, he says, you don't understand. This is an FBI issue and you need to take this more seriously. He started threatening me. And I didn't do anything. So I wasn't afraid, right? And my big daddy, he's a country boy who stands firm for the hard work that he's put in and for his things. He will protect his. And he taught us to do the same. So, yep, I put him off. And now here I am indicted. So I go into prison knowing that when I get out of prison, I am going to use my voice. 
I'm going to use my platforms, all of my networks to help to spread the word, um, help to educate people, Mm -hmm. encourage people to get involved. Um, We talked about the prison to power event that I did. One of the opening speakers was Representative Sherman. He's here, um, one of the Texas Senate representatives. And he was saying how, you know, his job is tough because he's out there fighting. But if people don't vote and people don't get involved in their local neighborhoods, he's just kind of holding the wedge open, waiting for us to come. But the time is now. Because the system we've we've known for a long time, it didn't work. We've always said it was broken, but is it really broken or is it just doing what it was designed to do? Mm -hmm. And if it is, it's grown so far out of control and has cast a net that is so wide and so vast that it will scoop up normal, everyday working class Americans like you and me, right? And um, so we all should be concerned, not to mention 90% of all inmates are coming home, plain and simple. Mm -hmm. What are they going to do when they get there? Whose communities are they coming back into? Mm -hmm. And and, and would it benefit us all if we made that transition just a little more effortless? Mm-hmm. So, so I knew going in that I wanted to be a mentor. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a coach. Um, like I said, I do have a 25-year corporate career. Um, so my leadership skills are second to none. Um, I can help you monetize and grow your business. I have the ability to strategize. And in addition to my prison experience, I have plenty of life lessons learned, you know, um, not, not just being the fatherless daughter, but we could, that could be a whole series. My mother lives in an alternative lifestyle that in the 70s, that wasn't popular. And how did that stigma and that shame help to shape the woman that you look at today. Um, I, the failed relationships, right? I've been married and divorced twice and I'm now working on marrying that same dude the second time. So <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out, right? Um, but what I, what I have allowed myself to do, Monique, is be my authentic self whatever that is. And I think that's the, um, that's the goal for all of us to find our true authentic voice and live mm-hmm. in it, live loudly, love proudly, but yeah. don't allow yourself to be something or someone you are not because that is true imprisonment. Totally. Mm-hmm. While I was in prison, they thought that I was a nut right? Because I knew to protect my mind and my spirit. And there was a track that was a gravel track and it backed a lake. Mm -hmm. So I would get up every morning and I had headphones and I had my gospel music and I would sing and I would praise and I would walk and I would free myself from the confines of where I was, which evolved into, all right, I'm going to have a picnic over here today and I'm going to take my shoes off. I'm going to read some books and just enjoy the sun on my face. Mm -hmm. Um, All of the things that I did were to remind me who I was um, because yeah, that's it. That's it. And at the tail end of it, when you asked about, asked about my faith and was it ever questioned and, and you know, what did I want to give up at some point? I was two days away from coming home, Mm -hmm. two days And I'm a lot of things, a punk I am not. And I'm not a fighter though. I'm a lover, not a fighter, but don't touch me, right? Don't don't threaten my person. And two days before I was supposed to come home, someone tried me and instinctively I protected myself. And not only did it not allow me to come home, the day after, right, Mm -hmm. I would be sent to um, what they call the shoe, 
a special housing unit, otherwise known as solitary. Mm -hmm. 58 days, just short of two months, I spent in a room no bigger than your closet (laughs) um, with three other women uh, ranging from cold-blooded killers to committed mentally insane for 58 days. They did not let me out of that cell for 58 days with these people. I thought, father, I thought you brought me to prison to, you know, give me this experience so I can go out and do your work. And I said, okay, why on earth would you bring me here? Right. Why? And it was two things that saved me there. Prayer. Yeah. And yoga. (laughs) And you think I'm playing. I had to steal right? Because you don't get to have extra. So I had one towel for my shower, but I was able to steal an extra one that I would use as my mat at night. And I would wait until everybody in this little tiny cell went to sleep. And right between the cinder block wall Mm -hmm. and the drain spout in the middle of the floor, Mm -hmm. underneath the toilet, I would do sun salutations and pray every night. And it saved me. Right. It saved me. So God is good all the time, but especially when you need him, Mm. especially when you just don't know. Right. And you've tried everything and it's just not working. Right. And you you're at your wit's end. You think you're gonna crack. This is it. This is the one that's gonna take me out. Mm-hmm. But if you just hold on mm-hmm. um, and remember that he promised mm-hmm. he would never leave us nor forsake us, then lean not unto your own understanding and let not your heart be troubled. If you can do those things, mm-hmm. you can do all things. Mm-hmm. And he said so. And his word does not return unto him void. Mm-hmm. And in this world, there are some believers and there are some seers, right? And I believe that he places us believers in the presence of those who need to see it happen. Yes. Who tell us all the time how strong we are. Yes. Oh my gosh, how are you doing this? He is is taking us from glory to glory in their presence so they can watch us, right? They know where we started and they know where we ended. Yes. And we're no different. So if you're not having it in your life. Woo, hallelujah. You're giving a word. happening in your life, right? Yes. That's how you get there, Monique. That's. It, once it all gets stripped down after all of the theories and the this and this and so's, if you do not know whose you are, Amen. and I don't care what you call him, right? We get so caught up on semantics and who's right, and who's wrong. Call him whomever you want. But if your God is of love and, and is consistent, and whether, because it dep- it's just like different languages, right? In Spanish, they have different words that just don't translate in English. And same things in different languages. So in some parts of the country, they call them Yahweh. Some parts of the country, they call them Jehovah. Some parts, they call them Jah and Ra, and you name it. It's the same thing, right? I've studied it. I've traveled it. I've lived it. And as a Christian, because that is who I am, because um, that is the religion of my land. Um, that's not always popular to say, but that's my truth, right? It doesn't take away from who I am and who my belief and, and what I believe. And if you want to know, just watch, baby girl, because I am a winner. Yeah. And life does throw 
the worst curveballs sometimes. But if you've watched me consistently, you watch me enough to know that no matter what, I'm still here, <laughs> right? I feel like Seely in the color purple. <laughs> <laughs> So let me ask you this. I mean, that was a very powerful testimony. It got me in tears over here um, because I, I hope, not that I hope, I know that this interview, this message um, is touching somebody that needs to hear it right now. And I am a Christian and I believe in the word of God and the promises that he makes are, are the promises that he keeps. Ooh, and sometimes when life gets really hard, and it will, it is not that he's left. Sometimes there are tests that we need to pass in order for us to know who he is and for us to remember who we are so that we can go forth and tell of his goodness and tell of his mercy. And for us to understand the strengths that some of people say you have, when I say that I say that I say, and know that I know that I know, it is only the strength of God that can pull me through any situation. That's the strength we want to convey to people. Mm -hmm. And that's the strength that I'm feeling from you. And um, I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate you being authentic. I appreciate you travel in the journey so that you can be used as a vessel that it does not, that it frees you from shame, from your past, from anything because you are overcomer and we don't always check on everybody. Right. Right. We, we, we don't know our stories because we keep them hidden in our heart due to shame and embarrassment. That's the part that I want somebody on the other side to realize. Mm -hmm. You can have some sales, but we're trying to free your mind and your spirit because you can be anywhere and be free. Mm -hmm. Totally. Power, we all have it. We yeah. all have that yeah. superpower, girl. That's the beauty, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you never know where it comes from. You never know. I met some ladies on the other side of the wall who were sisters were bought for life, right? Yeah. I didn't know them. And had it not been for that experience, I probably never would have stopped right. to give them the time of day. Mm. Mm. But when I tell you these ladies loved on me when they didn't have to, right? they didn't know me right. and we were all in darkness and something about that um, being conveyed to you in real time mm -hmm. it means things right we expect certain family members to be there for us mm -hmm. and then we get feelings we get in our feelings when they don't show up right mm -hmm. and then some people we just count them out oh they're never I'm never going to call them. They're never going to be there. Right. And how come they're the first ones? If right. something goes down, girl, what do you need? Right. Or forget, right. girl, what do you need? Just show up at your house and leave you something right. without even asking. Don't, drove out of the way to do it, right? right? If you don't have positive people in your life, right? You need God for sure, Amen. but you also need, you need a tribe, Amen. right? You need Amen. a crew. Yeah. And, and, and if you don't have one, and if your tribe and your crew is always complaining about the same thing mm. over and over, right? It's always somebody else's fault. Yeah, It's always, you know, <laughs> you've always got an excuse. There's always something Right. You might need to move around. Well, let me ask saying... you this question. Let me ask you this question because that's really good. I want to get your opinion on this. You will have some people now that well, they did this and this, 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 and maybe do they, they don't realize it. Do you move away from those friends who can't see because that's what you said, or do you? How do you say to them? 
your advice because you're a life coach, right? Mm -hmm. I need you to look at what's going on with you. What do you do? How do you handle that situation? It's tough, right? So after I came out of my brokenness, when I first, day one, when I got released from prison, yeah. I was so excited and I had such big hopes yeah. and I didn't realize that that really was the very beginning of my struggle, mm-hmm. right? Because I never once thought about being gainfully employed. I never once thought about things that just came naturally for me because it came naturally for me, right. but I forgot that the world was calling me a criminal. Mm -hmm. I forgot that the world said that I'm a felon and I can't be trusted. So when those hurdles started to come, I I didn't know how to deal with that. I have never not had a job, a good job, right? Um, And as far as when do you look internally and when do you really strip down all the walls and all the curtains and turn on all the lights yeah you got to be ready right Mm -hmm. because that's that's a big step that first one truly just owning it right acknowledging it really really focusing in on okay what is it that I did Mm-hmm. And then once you receive what you did, own it. It's okay. It happened, yeah. right? But what are you going to do about it? That's yeah. the thing, right? Okay. We get so stuck in, oh my gosh, it's my fault. And now we're ashamed. Right. And and we are we don't want to go around those people because now we're feeling some kind of way because we've judged ourselves mm-hmm. in our minds. Mm-hmm. So as much as I was able to keep part of myself while I was in prison, I did lose some of myself there. And I also knew that I wanted to grow in some areas. So I've always been one to glean from others, right? If you are successful in my eyes in an area that I'm trying to go to, I've never been one who needs to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to try and attach myself to you. I'm going to try to. That's good though, because that's you, right? You have that gift, Mm -hmm. but for someone who does not, for someone who has not, you you have to, like you said, A, number one, know the source of your strength. Mm-hmm. So if you are not grounded in your faith in what some way, then you may as well be a hamster on a wheel. Mm-hmm. You're working really hard. You're running really fast. Mm-hmm. You're exerting a lot of energy, mm-hmm. but you're going nowhere. Okay. And you're frustrated because of it. because you don't have a plan and you can't have a plan because you don't know your purpose. You don't know your purpose, which means that you don't dream. You don't have a vision. Mm -hmm. So, so now you're just stuck. You're unfulfilled. You you know, you're, you have to break that. You have to find. That's where a person can start. Why are you still running this hamster wheel, this, this life as if you're hamster on the wheel? Why is it the same? Because at some point, I hope somebody hears this, that, and it frees you at some point, it can't only be the outside world that has you running this wheel because it's your on it. You're the one moving. You are doing it. (laughs) So if you are real with yourself, just that quiet time, you know, um, and then if you can even just saying, I keep doing these same things, getting these same results, that's textbook manic behavior, right? If you keep doing the same things guaranteed, it's going to yield you the same results. So you have to do, even if you make just the smallest adjustment, right? right? Right. One small adjustment is going to yield you a different result. And that different result is going to give you enough momentum to keep you focused and Mm -hmm. keep you making those adjustments. Stop making these grand lofty goals, trying to go from zero to 5 million in 
two days. It's not going to happen, right? Set yourself some manageable, measurable goals. Make sure that you check in with yourself along the way so that you can celebrate your successes, even the little teeny tiny ones, right? Because the teeny tiny ones, when they get stacked up, it shows you just how much you can do, right? I was feeling bad for myself. Home now, it's a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I just, in my mind, I was going to be so much further, Mm -hmm. right? And it's frustrating for me because I'm not. And I was feeling sorry for myself because nothing was happening the way that it was supposed to. And it was right around my birthday. And I normally do reflections on my birthday. What did I say that I wanted to do? What did I do? What did I miss? What do I need to adjust? You know, all of those things. And this year when I made that reflection, it was so humbling because as much as I was pulling my hair out and feeling like I was that hamster on the wheel, when I really sat back and looked at all that I've been able to do over this past year and a half, I was embarrassed for complaining, right? You have to, you, you not only have to have a goal, you have to be able to measure how you get there. You have to celebrate yourself along the way and you just have to keep doing it until you get it right. There is that it, you just have to keep doing it. Right. And once you get to one level, then it's like a video game, a new level opens. And you right? know what? I think, I think this is important. Applaud yourself for getting to that level. Acknowledge sure. that accomplishment, you know, and you just do it along the way. And I think that's a, encouraging because you may not get that approval or applause from others, but you need to know how to applaud uh, yourself. That's important mm-hmm. to be able to acknowledge yourself. So let me let me ask you, because it looks like that's what you you did for reflections and you're doing it every day and the work that you are doing. And so I applaud you. I'm going to give you your roses right now. Um, So the day that you got released from prison, explain that. Tell me how you felt and how all of that came about and who was there to greet you. I have waited in such anticipation. It was right in the midst of COVID. Um, My daughter was there to pick me up. Mm-hmm. And I, I left everything, right? I walked out of there with just papers of notes that I had written for myself. So any possessions that I had, I left. I didn't want to bring any of it with me. And when I walked out of there, I looked like a hobo bum because the, the tattered clothing that I had on was horrible. Um, we were so excited. We played loud gangster rap on the way out because we're West Siders. Um, I don't need to tell you how we feel about the popo on the West side. So we are being hoodlums on the way out of there. And the first place that we stopped was a place to grab some breakfast. And I had to check in to Um, get my ankle monitor fitted within an hour. So we didn't have much time. Mm -hmm. So we stopped for breakfast, got it to go, and was going to check in to get this ankle monitor. We got there to get the ankle monitor. The paperwork wasn't right. Mm -hmm. They didn't show me just getting a paper uh, ankle monitor. They said, no, ma'am, you're going to stay here. You have to stay here with us. So after we attempted to call and straighten things out. My poor baby girl who had held on by a thin thread to the day that she went to pick up her mom to bring her home, had to leave her again. We got it resolved, um, but it took her an hour to get home and an hour back. So two and a half hours, she now is like, okay, the world is trash. She's done her time. And now they let her go and they're still not letting her go. She was done. We got it fixed. I was able to come home. I, that was the first time that I was able to meet my granddaughter. Um, She had been born while I was incarcerated. Mm -hmm. Um, She was nine months old at the time. She is my heart, my apple of my eye. She's 
incredible. Um, so that was delightful. I was able to see my children was just, you could just see right. the weight of the world had just melted off of everyone. Um, smiles and dimples that had been hidden for years were back. Um, so that was all wonderful and awesome. But at the same time, now I'm on this ankle monitor and 24 hours a day, seven days a week, throughout the day, I would get these random check-in phone calls and threats to make me have to come back if I didn't answer the phone on time or if the battery died. You know, everything was very punitive, very, did not create for my success, let's just say, um, which is why my experience not only am I a life coach and strategist, but I'm now an activist and I do a lot of advocacy work with on both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I was hell bent on and was I was not going to allow their story of my life to reign supreme in the history books, right? So when I went into prison, my first thought was, oh my gosh, all of my grandchildren and children for generations to come when they have this assignment in school to do their, their family tree, they're going to discover that their granny was some gangster granny. And, and that really hurt my feelings so badly because I, that's not who I am. Right. But that's, that's the story that had been spun about me. So it wasn't until I got out, And I connected myself to a life coach that I couldn't afford, um, but I walked out on faith and I did things that I'd never done before, like ask for help, right? right? People who are strong think that they don't get to ask for help. Um, (laughs) It it was like, it was like a Lieutenant Dan moment with the God, right? Oh, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, fool. I gave you the village that have everything that you need. All you got to do is ask and it will be provided. Mm -hmm. And Monique, when I tell you of the places that I least expected it from people who did not have it to give, Mm -hmm. they gave in a way that blew my mind because they believed in me. Right. They thought that I could, Mm -hmm. it was good seed in good ground. So now I'm obligated. I can't fail because, right, they've sacrificed and poured in. So through my advocacy work now, my coach has said, you know what, Letitia, stay focused. You cannot heal the world. You cannot lend yourself to every single project. Mm -hmm. You are unique. You are different. You stay in your lane. Allow him to use you in the way that is in line with who you are naturally. Don't try to be anything else and be a subject matter expert, right? Be known for this one thing. Mm -hmm. And as I was trying to figure that out, I've got a girlfriend who lives in Atlanta and you talked about how, you know, you start to discover and recover and what works for one person doesn't work for the other. And she's, she suffers from really severe depression and she's too is a winner um, and has gone through the fire because we all know that it takes darkness to shine. Right. So she's had her fair share. Um, but one time she just, she couldn't even stand right? She couldn't even get out of the bed. She was broken and had almost given up. Mm -hmm. And she tells me all the time how, you know, just your encouragement for me to get up and brush my teeth, just your encouragement for me to take a trip out of my bedroom downstairs in my home, you know, those baby steps Mm -hmm. allowed me to not only see how strong I was because at the time that was a big deal, just getting up in the morning. Um, But it also, it freed me to try, right? Okay. So I was afraid to do this thing and then I did it and it worked. 
So now I feel comfortable enough to at least try because you're not afraid of failure, right? And when you start to try things, especially those big things that, you know, it gives you goose pimples because you're uncomfortable. You don't know what you're doing. I'm in that space. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I have no formal education that says that I should be doing what I'm doing. Um, but I'm not afraid to try. Mm-hmm. And every time I get in front of a camera, because I'm an emotional being, I'm, I'm thinking, don't cry. You know, don't, don't let your emotions come yeah. through. Or yeah. I'm press firing like crazy and my heart is beating out of my chest, you know, and it doesn't come across when I speak, but it doesn't change that that's how I feel. Yeah. Right. So, so sometimes even when it's uncomfortable, even when, especially when you don't like it, mm-hmm. that's when you really got to dig deep. That's when you really got to say, uh, believe in yourself, believe, in, believe yourself. in yourself, show up for yourself. And, you know, the one thing that my coach left me with was the four quadrants, right? We keep, we, they're out of balance mm-hmm. and it's not even in being in balance, being in rhythm because right. not everything has equal levels of importance Mm -hmm. but if you are if your spirituality is not in line you are out of order if your finances are out of whack you are out of order if your health your personal health is not it it's something's going to be a problem right so my what I like to share in my message through my coaching is that hope right is the ability to become Mm self-aware, the ability to be resilient. And being resilient doesn't mean just being strong. It means going through something and coming out better on the other side, right? It It means believing that you can and unleashing. And more importantly, that you will. Yes. Not only that you can, but you will. You know, that that is is important that, that, you know, because as you said, you, when you went through that experience, you remember what your grandma told you, you remember the word of God, like you already knew the ending of the story. It was just Mm -hmm. remembering that you will, Mm -hmm. you know, that you will be true to your promises, God that exactly what you said, his word does not return to him void. And, mm-hmm. and, and so therefore you, I will get through this. I will. And that's girl reminder. Praise him, praise him, praise him through your circumstance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's so let, it. Me, let me ask you before we wrap up, girl, we can sit here and talk all day long. I swear. All and this, is, day. this won't be the last, this won't be the last time. <laughs> so you are now, where are you in the process? You've been out a year and a half. Um, where are you as far and, and, and your husband, what is going on with him as well? And the final question to that would be, what have you learned about yourself um, that you didn't know? <laughs> so let's start with, where are you now being out a year and a half? You no ankle bracelet. You, do you have to wear the ankle bracelet? How long did you have to wear it so that you're free of that now? I got home on July 10th. Okay. Of 2019, 2020. Yeah. July 10th of 2020. Okay. Two days after my dear big mama went home to glory. So I did not get to say goodbye to her and it broke my little heart, but I was able to speak with her a week before the day that they got me out of the shoe. My family broke me out. It's a whole nother story for a whole nother day, but I did get to speak to my big mama. So I was happy about that. I was on ankle monitor from July 10th through March the 31st of 2021. Okay. And that was a living hell. 
I wish it on no one. There is no benefit to it for, for anyone. And it had gotten so bad that the last 30 days of it, I had told my family, if they call and threaten me one more time to make me go back, I'm going to get in my car and show up at the door and ask them where my bed was, because that was worse all through the night to give those receiving threats when you're not doing anything and you know where I am because I got a monitor on or at least you should. Right. Um, so it was just awful. So I'm, I'm done with that. I am still on supervised release. Um, I was given three years probation. So I've got three years prison, three years probation. And I started that on April 1st. And it's just coming upon a year and a half this um, this year where I am going to petition for early release Mm -hmm. and be done with that altogether. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be able to say that that was the end of me and the man. But in addition to them taking all of my worldly possessions and locking me up for three years, I've got a four million dollar restitution that I am supposed to repay. So I can't work because I'm a felon, but they want $4 million. So I don't know how that's going to work out, um, but we'll see. Right. Seems like a little double dipping to me, but you know, I'm not here to, that's just where I am. Um, so I have been just holding on to trying not to be a burden for my children. Um, I'm the mom. And I'm not old enough yet where it's their turn to have to take care of me, Um, though I am so blessed to to have them and their ability to do so. Um, So I I work at a terrible job that I hate, um, but I am blessed to have it because it keeps me indoors and fed. Mm -hmm. And I, because I'm still on supervised release, I do have some restrictions on just how much I can do um, in the area of my coaching and speaking. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm doing a lot of um, service work, if you will, in that I'm giving these golden nuggets away for free. (laughs) Um, It won't be that way for always. Um, in, in that, I do have a full um, training course that I've created. Mm-hmm. And it is geared around sharing different mythologies and um, just tips and tools and, and tricks of the trade, if you will, mm-hmm. of how to be successful. And what does that really mean? Yeah. And what does that really look like? And who gets to identify that for you, um, right? Just really asking a lot of questions that get people thinking. Mm-hmm. When this happens, what do you do? Right. And, and, and don't answer that right now. Really think about it. What do you do when this happens? You do, yeah. Well, that's, right? that's, that's so, positive to be able to share with others and mainly to, to encourage them that one of the things you do do is stay faithful regardless of the mm-hmm. circumstance and mm-hmm. reason, like you said um for sure where how is your husband what's going on with him he is still incarcerated um he is hopeful of being released um through the cares act which is something that came into play because of covid Um, He does have underlying health issues. He is of an age where he's more susceptible to those types of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's done over half of his time that was required of him. So we're hopeful that he gets home here real soon. Mm -hmm. Um, But truth, his outdate, I think, is 2027. So there's still the possibility of a lot of rough road ahead of us. Mm-hmm. That said, you asked me about our relationship. <laughs> um, and I had already shared with you that before all of this happened, 
we were divorced um, and that we were in the process of reconciling some things. So from the day that we got that knock at the door, all of our reconciliation efforts were halted because now we are in survival mode. Um, now we, ha- we went through depression, right? We, it was two years for pretrial and we had no source of income and no way to take care of ourselves. And praise God that our house was paid for and that our kids were grown and gone and we were able to, to make it, right? I was able to get a job to carry us until. Um, but he's still incarcerated, still angry about it, still, you know, ready to get out here and join the fight because what was done was just not right. Mm -hmm. And because we don't know about it, we don't do about it. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's had a much rougher experience than I did in that I was able to do my time. It was an hour away from our home, number one. Mm -hmm. So my family and friends were able to come and visit me regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, He not only was away from home, but he's had to be transported through the system, which planes, trains, and automobiles, a total nightmare. Um, He came out of it having, I think it was seven stitches around the eye socket of his eye because they had him in ankle shackles while they were transporting him. And he was getting off of a bus and the shackle of the ankle caught a screw or something on the seat of the bus on the floor, drug behind him, it caught a screw. And so he fell forward. Mm -hmm. Well, his hands were shackled at his waist, so he wasn't able to put his hands out to break his fall, so he fell straight on his eye. Mm. So it's hard to hear those kinds of stories and imagine, you know, and really wonder, what is this all for? Mm. Um, This is not a time to address anything real. because we're still just trying to survive it. Um, So our relationship is complicated. I, I miss him. Mm -hmm. I am a wife by nature, right? I am not a dater or anything like that. Um, So it's been very difficult for me. Um, I'm still trying to figure out if I'm getting in the way, right? I said that I divorced him and I freed myself and allowed myself to divorce him in spite of how I was raised because I didn't feel that he was the one that my father would send to me Mm -hmm. because he knows the desires of my heart. And if you can do this to my heart, then you cut me from my father, right? But then I say, all right, Leticia, is that really the case? Or are you just running again? Are you just saying, you know what? This is what it feels so... uh, that's where I am. Right. But you know what? I think that's that's the beauty in, in, in being authentic with self. You really can't figure out other situations and relationships until you figure out yourself and what's Mm -hmm. important, you know, but it is good that as your faith journey and your, your Christian walk, you know, that you can be there in that light source of encouragement So when you say that I'm trying to figure it out and figure myself out and it's complicated, um, when you pick up the phone and you encourage him, that's not not complicated because the love of Christ is running through you to encourage your brother in Christ to do what God would have you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Trying to be a title of a wife or what the definition of wife would be. And that's a beautiful thing. Thank you once again for sitting at this mic with I really appreciate you being very authentic and open. I know that we will have uh, another conversation to be continued because a lot of good things are going on in your life that you're doing in your community. Um, Please give the listeners someone who's like, man, she was really powerful and I want to find out more about her and her story. And maybe they want you to, to be their life coach. Where can people find you and how can they connect with you? 
Thank you for asking. That's a great question. I always forget. Um, I am available on all social media platforms at at Letitia Speaks. Um, my website is www.letitiahill.com. And there you can see what my platform is all about. I also have a special speaker site that has my media kit and things of that nature. And that is www.letitiaspeaks.com. And I am excited, like I said, to share this message. And I have so many wonderful opportunities to get people engaged that I'm looking forward to sharing with you um, next time we speak. Okay, I look forward to that. And, and guys, uh, make sure that you visit the website and find Letitia because there is somebody, it could be you, it could be a loved one that may travel this path. And she has the resources and the tools that can help you um, get through it. And this is why I do this show to, to educate um, and to encourage and to also be able to share the testimony of how you can overcome anything, especially with your anything. All right. So thank you again. And you guys make sure you go and visit uh, Letitia's website. All right. Take care, sister. Wow. That was a great interview. I hope that you guys were blessed um, by her powerful testimony and just the ability to overcome knowing that whatever challenges come your way, you can overcome as well. Um, some of the wonderful things that Letitia is doing in her community, uh, she is the creator of Twinkle and Shine Mastery Course. She is a motivational speaker, as you guys heard. She's coordinating the Big Country Reentry Coalition, um, helping people return um, back into society who were formerly incarcerated. She's a member of a statewide leadership council um, sponsored by the Texas Center of Justice and in equity. Um, there are so many things that she's doing that's positive for the community. And this is the thing why I um, commend her on this. She continued to persevere from her experiences in order to help others. And that's what life is about. Understanding that you will go through challenges, but you can definitely overcome them. Please visit Letitia's website at www.letitiaspeaks.com, also www.letitiahill.com. You can also follow her on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter at Letitia Speaks. Please reach out if you um, need to contact her. I thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Life Loves Marriage Divorce, the podcast. You are sincerely appreciated. I hope that you have a blessed week and until the next podcast. God bless.